tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Michael. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Ed Rivera as a guest tonight. And he's going to share with everyone uh, a little bit about territorial jurisdiction. And, uh, and then afterwards, uh, we'll have everyone uh, that wants to ask a question. Right now, you're all muted, but when you want to ask a question, hit star eight, and that will put you in the queue. And the first one in the queue will ask the first question and then so on uh, until we finish. So uh, um, I'll, I need to make sure that I can still hear you, Ed, uh, say something. Okay, I think what I'm going to have to do is unmute uh, Dave. Can can you hear me, Ed? I can hear you. Okay, now I got you. All right, I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about what you want to talk about, and then at the end we'll have uh, people uh, ask questions. So the floor is yours. Okay. The law is divided into two parts. One part is the uh, unwritten law, the law that you know about in your heart. And that is uh, often confused with the written law. And uh, that is the biggest problem we have in the law is confusing the one with the other. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Is it, are, we, are we all muted? Uh, everyone, everyone is muted except Dave. Uh, I'll mute myself just in case. Go ahead. Okay. So that's that's what causes the the, the problem with the law, and that is that it is assumed that the uh, unwritten law is the same as the written law, and it's of course the the basic law is uh, the unwritten law. All written law is territorial, and uh, the evidence of that is what we will we'll do is we'll look at the law that we're most familiar with, and that's the federal law, because that's the law of the Constitution. And in the in the preamble to the Constitution, you'll find the, the basis for distinguishing the United States as territory from the United States of America. We the people of the United States refers to the territory that is covered by the federal law, which is the land that's owned or controlled legislatively by the United States Congress through, through their legislative power. That legislative power has always been limited in time and in, and in scope to territory the territory being what the United States of America owns. The second example of uh, territorial law in the Constitution is the president's. The inauguration of uh, Donald John Trump is an is a illustration of that. He was elected president of the United States of America when the electoral votes were counted back in January, they were counted in the uh, joint session of Congress. He immediately became president of the United States of America, but his term of office was delayed until uh, January 20th, which happens to be the date that that, uh, he took the oath to be president of the United States, the the territorial uh, law. The third example 
there's uh, the district courts. The district courts were in the news this past week when uh, they uh, issued an injunction against a uh, temporary, temporary restraining order against uh, the implementation of the executive order that uh, sought to limit uh, or to postpone the uh, the uh, admission of certain uh, immigrants. Their territorial jurisdiction is determined by one sentence in Title V of the United States Code, Title 28. This is what you'll see at the the beginning of the end of uh, Chapter 5 in Title 28. Sections 81 through 131 of this chapter show the territorial composition of districts and divisions by counties as of January 1st, 1945. What that does is that that references to the federal territory within the counties and the divisions of the federal courts. So the, the federal courts only have jurisdiction over the federal territory within the counties that they that they, they uh, are composed of. So to review a little bit. Territorial law is is written law. Written law always contains its the limiting factors. Where I've shown you three limiting factors: the preamble to the Constitution, the President of the United States, and the President of the United States of America, the federal uh, district courts. Sections 81 through 131 of this chapter show the territorial composition of the districts and divisions by counties as of January 1st, 1945. And with that introduction, I'll open it up for questions. Do we have any questions? I don't know. um, Hopefully everybody's still on this call. It says it's still open. I've got you on here. I heard you just fine on here, but I don't know whether it's these other people. It shows that they're still on here, but... um, I don't think I lost them. So you're unmuted or you're just talking, you're just patched in or what happened? Me? I patched you into them. But I heard you the entire time, and uh, so I've got you on a kind of a conference call into that talk shoe people. But the talk shoe people are still on there, according to what this shows on here. But maybe they cut us off. Uh, <laughs> well, this uh, is happening. I'm not getting any questions, though. Yeah, I don't hear any either. Put the phone so. down soon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, wait a minute here. Let me see if I can get them. I don't think I I get them back again on here. But uh, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Did I you hear me? Oh, okay. 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 So, did you did you hear his whole speech? Yes, I heard it. Okay. Yes. Good. Okay. Look, so Ed, they all heard. Uh, it. Okay. I was trying to tell you, everyone is muted. That's why you couldn't hear them. Okay. Oh. Every, okay. Every, everyone is muted except you because you patched Ed in. So now I'm oh, unmuted. Oh, okay. okay, I'm unmuted. I've got one one uh, <clears throat> one guy in the queue for asking questions. I don't see anybody else yet, so I'll just go ahead and open it up uh, for uh, for Ron, Florida Ron here, to uh, to ask you the first question, Ed. So, all right, Ron, go Hi, ahead. Ed. Hi, Ed. Uh, in one of the videos that I wait a minute, on YouTube, hold it. I lost them. Hold it. I'm, I'm here. All right. Okay. <laughs> Ed, somehow you got muted. I don't know how that happened, but I unmuted you now. Ron, go ahead and ask Ed the question. <laughs> okay. All righty. In in one of the YouTube's, uh, Ed, you had uh, said that justice only exists in the state. However, 
it's my comprehension that all these courts within the various states are all franchises of the United States um, by even in their statutes where they reference in this state means United States. So it would appear that nobody's home in the in the Confederacy for anybody to get remedy. Where where would a free inhabitant go um, if all these courts are run by the United States? Well, that's uh, we wrote a we wrote a book, uh, Chris Hansen and I, about that. It's called uh, "What Happened to Justice," and there is no justice because there are no real courts. As long as you have to eliminate all the courts, if you're if you're uh, a government trying to uh, claim power over free people, you've got to eliminate all access to to justice to law, to real law, and so that's. That's what happened with uh, with the United States of America. Is um, they they figured out a way to to fool the people into believing that there was a constitution. So they get uh, George Washington to pretend to be uh, a uh, a real patriot. And, and, so what he does, he, he he takes an oath of office to be president of the United States, which is an employment. It's, he's a, the president of the United States is picked by the Senate to operate and administer their federal territory. So he. Does that out of another office? The main office is the President of the United States of America, which is an election by the state. The electors are officials of the state government. So you have the state governments operating the the federal government, which is the government of pretense. It's not real. It it looks real. All the all the paperwork looks like it's it's legitimate. But because there's no oath of office, there's no oath of office taken by the members of Congress or the president. It's really a, a, a subjective association of, of, of litigants when they go into court. When they go into court, they're just uh, agreeing to be bound by the judgment of this of a particular judge, and there's really nothing behind it. There's no uh, there's no real justice. There's no real law. Then how would a how would a man or a woman go about you know seeking remedy or correcting a record if you were you know imprisoned and then you you know woke up to the fact that you you know through our ignorance you know we didn't know what we know now you know how does one go about cleaning stuff up I mean you're well, that's what what you have to do is you have to expose the system for what it is, and then and then make the corrections there. Because we we you, you've had this system for over two centuries. People don't know anything else. That's why what I did is I I went back to the the very beginning of the of the written law, and you have to go back to the Declaration of Independence discover that people freed themselves from government. And then once free from government, it's practically impossible to remain free and have a government. The only kind of government you can have is one officiated over by Jesus Christ. Because it has to be voluntary. You You can't make laws for free people. They're to be governed by the Ten Commandments. So it's going to be Ed, very would it, difficult. To... Would it be safe to say that uh, really the only uh, redress, if you will, is if they come after you as an alleged defendant challenging territorial jurisdiction? That's the only issue. 
Uh, I don't see any other that's, issue. That's, that's uh, it. That's the, that. that's the way it's, it's going to be done. That's why. That's why they don't permit that those kind of challenges. They'll never agree to admit that their uh, territorial jurisdiction is limited to the actual words that describe their territorial jurisdiction. It's very right. plain. Yeah. Sections 81 through 131 of this chapter show the territorial composition of the districts and divisions by counties as of January 1st, 1945. That's in their law. That's the law. So you, yeah. you, you look at, and, the, uh, at what that statement is saying. Is in Sections 81. So it's, it's, it starts off with Alabama and goes through uh, Wyoming. you got 48 states. You got the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and those are all the district courts. Or you have uh, Alaska and Hawaii included. But in 1945, those are all territories. Alaska and Hawaii are territories. The District of uh, Columbia, Puerto Rico is a territory. So what it's saying is that all all the courts, ter- territorial jurisdiction is federal territory. They have to admit, they have to write the law properly, and they've written it properly, it's right in the law, but to get people to accept it is one of the most difficult things you're going to find you have to do. So all I have been doing is reinterpreting all their documents correctly, so that when you look at the declaration, you look at the preamble, which says, we the people of the United States, it really means of the United States, the United States being federal territory. When you say you're a citizen of the United States because you were born in the United States, that's crazy. How can you be born in the United States? The only way you can be born in the United States is the United States is federal territory. You were born in a state, possibly, but not the, not the governmental state, just the territorial geographical state. But that's where that's how this whole system is built. It's built on the idea that you could be a citizen of the United States, and people just sign up for it. They, they swear that they're citizens of the United States because they don't know any better. Like on voter registration cards. Yeah, chump card. Registering is a chump, an ignoramus. And uh, so you get they get lectured on uh, if you want to make a difference in the system, you register to vote and vote. Yeah, there. You know, unfortunately, you know, people want to want to try to have some type of redress, some compensation for wrongs that uh, uh, that they believe may have may occur. At the hands of, you know, the purported uh, uh, policemen or or government agents or whoever it might be, but usually what happens is we're the ones that cause the problem because, like you said, most people have been taught um, that they're U.S. citizens. So a lot of people that find a little bit of truth, they walk into a court and say, "Well, I'm not a U.S. citizen." but their actions show something different. And people walk into courts, these courts all the time, you know, confused as most people are. And, uh, and, uh, and then they, they stick their foot in their mouth and they find themselves that they're now convicted and maybe going behind bars or whatever. Um, but it's like uh, it's like you said in the beginning. You go back to the to the beginning. The principal part of everything is its beginning. Going back to the first organic law and studying forward and 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 seeing how each one uh, has been written and where each one applies. I mean, it all becomes crystal clear. You you can see that the Declaration of Independence and the, and the Articles of Confederation are the, the laws of the perpetual union. And and then, of course, the Northwest Ordinance, which created the United States territories, namely the North Northwest territories at the time. And then they use that 
to create this, it ends up being a standalone document, the Constitution well, it's, it's, of the it's United a States. document for a temporary government. Absolutely. Um, and then the Constitution steps in and makes it semi-permanent, or every two years you have a new Congress. Right. You have an right. opt-out period of time where you can say, oh, oh, I get it, I'm out of here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, challenging territorial jurisdiction. If if you if you understand uh, what that is, where the Constitution applies, where statutes apply, and so on, and and uh, and you can stay on point, that's your best chance right there of of uh, you know seeing uh, freedom. Because with, without uh, without separating the two uh, territorial jurisdictions, I look at it this way: I'm on God's territory under, and I'm uh, using the the unwritten law, and, and I'm using the law that He's written upon my heart. <clears throat> and then you have man's territory, or uh, well, I, I, that. I'll leave it at man, um, but you got man's territory and God's territory, and the the two are completely different. As long as you stay on point about where you are, who you are, and what you are, then they've got to prove otherwise. And in my in my opinion, they can't do it. Well, yeah, you're right about they they, they can't do it, but uh, they they won't do it. They uh, they won't take up the the challenge. No, but but I, but yeah, but there are people. But <clears throat> here's the thing: they dismiss cases all the time. It's like, for instance, if you put in a territorial jurisdiction uh, for a purported cop stopping you, for instance, say you don't say you don't have a driver license, right? Um, they they will ticket you, and and in some instances they will arrest you. Um, and now I forgot where I'm going with that. Um, oh yeah. And see, the thing is, once you notice that purported cop, that cop's not going to show up for court. That's their out. They don't have to say anything about territorial jurisdiction. But if you present the evidence, <clears throat> it's my opinion that that you're going to get a dismissal, not based on territorial jurisdiction, but they will find some way to dismiss it where it looks like it's not territorial jurisdiction. Um, you know, I've gone round and round with with, uh, with people, you know, on, on a couple of cases, and they say, well, that's not territorial jurisdiction. Well, it doesn't look like it, but that's what it is. You're right. They're never going to admit it. But, but in my they, opinion, they, one of them does. The whole system is done for. Absolutely. That's, that's the way I look at it, because they have to stand stalwart against the whole system that they've created before it comes down. Right. You know, one time, Ed, you, you made a comment, which I thought was really a pretty good comment, where you were talking about how the law actually describes yeah, where the law actually has to describe its territory in there. And uh, you said because otherwise I think it was based on it would be based on a fraud, which I thought was a really interesting comment. Yeah, well, that's why, that's why I mentioned those, those three methods of establishing the territorial nature of uh, written law in the federal system. Is that yeah. They write it out. It's right in their law. And that's the that's the problem with ed, public education is that they can't teach you what you need to know in order to be free. Right. That's why they keep you stupid. I didn't learn any of this in law school. I had to figure it out for myself. Did anybody kind of catch that that all this will be described someplace in their territorial law because it has to be? Yeah, but um, it's written. They don't, yeah. they, don't put a, they don't put a section number on it and, and, and right. it in there where it belongs so everybody can see. They, they put it in as a his, 
historical revision note. That's where you get the section 31 through 131 of this chapter show the territorial composition. Right. But I remember you saying, well, they have to do that because somehow... They have, to, they have to be honest. Right. Even if, it, even if it hurts them. Yeah. But they just don't have to make it obvious to people. So that's, yeah. yeah. Well, it is obvious. It's right in their okay. printed law. Okay. Uh, Southwest Pennsylvania has been waiting uh, to ask a question, so I'm going to let him uh, come in, and then uh, and then we'll continue. Go ahead. Hi, this is Tom. I'm I'm not sure that I completely understand how dead the courts are. It sounds like you're saying if I commit a mala inse crime, for example, murder. And I go in and I claim that the cop that arrested me had no territorial jurisdiction, but I'll get away with it. Oh, man, what happened? Hold on a second. Every time I open someone up with the, uh, the, the queue, it automatically mutes you out, Ed. So I'm... I'm yeah. gonna ha- I'm gonna have to take care of that, but uh, go ahead uh, now. Now we can hear you. Okay, so when you're when you're in trial, you, you have uh, a judge and a jury. The judge and the jury have to qualify on the on the territorial residence. They've got to be out of, of that same territory. So you can challenge the jury. You can challenge the judge. So you're saying that theoretically, at least, if I'm arrested... Well, they, they, they can't admit it. They just won't admit it. All, all that's going to take is for a uh, few hundred thousand people to know this, and the system will start changing. Because they have, they have this brain power uh, accumulated among all those people, and, and, and it just naturally uh, oozes out into the public. It's something, hey, I, I didn't know that. I, it's so easy to understand now. But you have to have enough people understanding it in order to make it apply. I think but it's right in their law, the federal law. The, the I thing. think your answer is yes, but I'm not sure. You're not sure of what? Uh, was your answer yes? <laughs> I don't know what was the question. The question is, if I commit murder, claim territorial jurisdiction properly, will I get away with it? Well, applying the law as it is, you would, because you would claim the judge is not qualified to hear the case. The judge is not qualified to, to render a verdict. So you're You're free. If a, if a jury's been the, the law is if a jury's been assembled that your jeopardy jeopardy has has attached and you you can't be tried again you probably can't be tried the first time because unless you've committed an actual crime in federal territory and you have a judge that lives in federal territory and jurors that come from federal territory for been residents there for a year prior to the trial. They don't have any jurisdiction over you. But it wasn't committed in federal territory. They have no jurisdiction, do they? The territorial composition of the districts and divisions by counties are shown by Sections 81, Alaska, Hawaii, Jesuit, Columbia, Puerto Rico, and then all the states, the states being the federal territory within the states. That's their law. It's uh, yeah. the same way because all the states have done is picked up that 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 same territory to, to be able to, to rule over people, rule over free people. Free people cannot be ruled. If they if they, if they can be ruled, they're not free people. You can't give it up. It's one of those un, uh, unalienable rights. You have to be free. 
The basic right is to be free, not to. Is there anyone? Is there anyone running the Articles of Confederation? Yeah, the Senate. They just gave the the United States and Congress assembled under the Articles of Confederation a new name called the Senate. Wouldn't the Senate have to be uh, uh, appointed by the governor for that to be so? No, the Senate can be appointed any reasonable way. You can have a lottery. All they have to do is represent the states. Remember, the the Confederation still exists. You have to just go back and revise practically everything. Back when they fought the Civil War, the South didn't know this. They had no idea what they were doing. There are two unions. There's one of federal territory and one of uh, of, a privately owned property that's protected by the Articles of Confederation and and, uh, the Senate and the United States and Congress assembled. All right. I'm, I'm, in a sense, I'm thrilled. In a sense, I'm depressed. Well, the, the depression can be relieved by education. You got to educate yourself so that you know this stuff, so that you can pass it on to somebody else. Well, the 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 problem is educating enough people is is overwhelming. But at least, in theory, at least I'm now. Uh, so, how do the courts even settle? Well, I guess if two people go to a court. And if you and I go to court together and we choose to to, to file suit against each other, then the court you know, we have to agree on a court. If what if if I sue somebody and the other person claims territorial jurisdiction, the, there's no place we can have a have a lawsuit. Would that be or right? Or a lack of ter- territorial jurisdiction. Right. That's 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 what I mean. They properly claim. So if Joe Schmo, if I if I come break the windows in your house. And you want to sue me? And now that you've taught me this, you're out of luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually, okay. before I got disbarred for doing this, I did this in a in a couple of cases, and uh, the, the the plaintiff who brought the cases had to dismiss. The court wouldn't uh, would never make a ruling in my favor, but the, the the case was just dismissed by the by the plaintiff's attorney, who was a U.S. A former U.S. attorney. There's a there's an attorney in Philadelphia who did something similar, but not with territorial jurisdiction as you say it. In in essence, he did territorial just jurisdiction, but he did it by uh, bringing up the uh, uh, the trust, the Susquehanna uh, uh, Trust, and that's exactly what the court did in that case. Uh, the after the recorder stopped recording and people were starting to leave the room, the judge leaned over the bench and said to the district attorney, if you value your career as a district attorney, you won't bring this up again. Well, you know that the district attorney's office started out as a federal office. It was the, the... the local attorney who agreed to to uh, bring cases on behalf of the United States for uh, federal taxes that hadn't been paid. So the district is the federal territory within the county. Wow. You get a, a really good education in, in federal law by reading uh, the work and jurisdiction of the uh, Internal Revenue Bureau that's available on the Internet. And it will be available this spring in a course that I'm going to teach on federal taxation. Any chance that you're going to write a book? Yeah. You're probably it's already hard to write a book. It's a lot simpler to write posts and to put them in lessons. People buy books so that they can put them on a shelf, not to read them. Well, it's not all of us. Not all of us. 
Yeah. Yeah, but hey, you don't Ed, need I a got, book. I, I have another question for you from uh, from one of the uh, people using the chat. And the question is this. If tomorrow President Trump takes the correct oath, what would the government and his actions look like the next day? Well, there would be two. Uh, he'd have to step down from one of the, one of the presidencies, either President of the United States of America or President of the United States, because he, he takes one oath for both of, both those offices. So in order to in order to have two presidents, two different presidents, there had to be two different oaths, one in the Constitution and then the other one in the. Uh, or uh, both in the Constitution, but the other one would be the the oath to uh, support this Constitution, and the other one to to uh, carry out the uh, duties of the President of the United States. The one in Article Article Two, Section One, Clause Eight. So he's 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 ordinary ordinary enough to do it, but he has to have the information. You can, I guess we can all get together and tweet it to him. And I have a question, and then uh, uh, a real quick one, and then and then uh, Southeast Ohio, uh, Gary wants to ask you a question. Um, well, here, let me. I'll have uh, I'll have Gary ask you first, and then, then I'll ask mine. He's been waiting for a while. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, I want to say thank you, Ed. Thank you, Ed. Welcome. Um, we've been studying your stuff now probably for a couple years, and we use the stuff in court all the time. And uh, you ought to see them people squirm like snakes. That book that you told us to get, the volume one, man, I'll tell you what, them people in them courts don't even want you to pull it out. And That's their law. They had to write it. I, there, there it is, written. Absolutely. I had to. I had a mortgage. Uh, co- I, well, I had a mortgage with this one company. They sold it like they always do. Well, I challenged them, and I ended up going into court. And I, right there in front of the judge, he goes, "Well, yeah, your property's in a county." And I said, "That's not the definition of a county." He goes, he, he started looking. I said, "Not as the Northwest Ordinance. There is no more counties." I said, you can't live in a county. He goes, well, that's your opinion. And I opened the book up, man, and that's when his eyes got real big, you see. And I, and then to be honest with you, they will not let me back in the court at all, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. You know, but um, now, like with my boy, he got pulled over the other day, well, I should say last year, and we went into court, and we proved that the – because we bring out the corporation. We proved that – Hey, you're a corporation. You don't have any more authority than Walmart does. And it, the judge said something about that. Um, well, can you pay forty dollars a month? And he looked at her. And he says, "I'm not paying you anything." He says, "I don't consent, and I don't need a driver's license." And she just kept on talking. And uh, he just got pulled over again here, probably all oh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now, and. Uh, the judge recused himself again from his case, and now they're just going to put another one, you know, another fake kangaroo court in there. So, but I just wanted to say thank you, and uh, like I said, we do bring out the corporation part of it because we use Dun and Bradstreet or Mantis, and we put it right into the court of record. Good for you. So I want to just say thank you from everybody down here from Ohio because I live south of Columbus, and I'm done. I'll let you guys get back to chatting. He's from my neck of the way. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. Any more questions? Uh, um, well, I had one, but it, it flew the coop. So um, I don't have any. Yeah, the... You, somebody's asking about the the uh, U.S. Code. He's he's talking about Title One of the, of the United States Code, is what he was pulling out there. 
Oh, when he said volume one. Okay. Volume one, yes. Volume one of the okay. U.S. Code. Yeah, you get titles for one through uh, five. Yeah. Some of, or most of five. Right, I was able to download the 2012 edition on the Internet because my wife works at, at one of the colleges. So I pulled the whole uh, the whole volume down, which is pretty good. Because if you buy a hard well, you copy, you get the organic law on the uh, the Law Revision Council's website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we, uh, would, we get it there too. Yeah, I would say that yeah, that was probably the most effective, effective thing for me personally. Is if you get the you get the actual printed copy, and then it's got those four organic laws in the very beginning of it. That's very effective when you walk in there with that. I doubt that most judges have ever seen that book. You know, I, libraries don't have it. You know, I agree with you because they were, I, uh, you know, the guys at the IRS were absolutely astounded. You know, uh, they were, they had this like shock look on their face. Well, the, the trick is to hold it upright, you know, to take it like as if you're holding the, the cross. <laughs> the seal stuns them. Kind of like one of the old ministers holding up, this yeah. is the book. Yeah. The Bible. <laughs> it's too funny. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a, a question. I don't know if anyone else does. Um, but if no one else has any questions, I mean, we can uh, end it here as far as that is concerned, and we can stay on and talk amongst ourselves. So, okay, I remind mean, everybody to tune in to uh, organiclaws.org. Right. Sign Thank up you very much. Yeah, what's, it, what's it take to become a student over there, Ed? Can you go into that a little bit just real quickly here? The other people are on. Just go on the website, www.organiclaws.org. Okay. And he has, he, has, he has a pretty good deal going on now, too. Oh, yeah, get a bunch of your friends together, and you can split the uh, tuition. I will say my testimonial is I've known Ed for probably an excess about over 10 years, and probably of anybody that's taught me anything about the law, it's been Ed Rivera. So that's my two cents, and um, I've used his material quite effectively. Yes, I know you have. And well, it's getting better. Uh, that's cool. With the yeah. practice, it's better. Yeah. Ed, what was their excuse when they disbarred you? What's that? He wanted to know what their excuse was when they disbarred you. Oh, because I got an injunction for telling the truth about the taxes. <laughs> so how did they word that? I haven't filed a tax return in, since 1994. And all they, what they went after me was, was for telling people the truth about their tax liability. They, so I just gotten better at doing this. So that's why I'm going to have this course in the spring about taxes. The whole idea of, 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 of what we're doing is making the law as simple to understand as possible. And there's there's a there's a way to simply understand taxation. So that's what I'm going to teach. Can I ask That's a question indeed. about that? Go ahead. Um, I believe it states that the Social Security is for federal employees, which is what in Title Five. So, aren't we required then to pay taxes by having that Social Security number? Well, possibly. You see, taxes, here's a, here's a summary of the, the course that I'm proposing. Taxes are divided in, like, like written law, they have another division of taxes. Taxes are, tax laws are divided into an explanation of what the tax is, a description of the tax, how you pay the tax, who you pay the tax to, and all that is voluntary. 
you decide, hey, I'm a taxpayer. I want to be a taxpayer. So I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get a 1040 and fill it out and pay some money and follow the instructions. Or you can say, phooey, I don't want to do that. And then you have to, so they have to enforce the law against you. So an employee can't do that. A regular worker can't do that because that's, that's what is done in a dictatorship. Hitler How just do you got, how do you get around the W-4 then? carry out his dirty work. So there's a division between service, which they, which is what the internal revenue is called today, the internal revenue service. It used to be called the Internal Revenue Bureau, and it was called the Bureau because they had collectors, people who actually could by force take your property to pay your the, the taxes that they claimed you owed. But now... With the end of the collector, in 1952, the IRS was re, the IRB was reorganized. The Internal Revenue Bureau was reorganized to eliminate the enforcement part of it. So they knocked off the enforcement part. So it eliminated the bureau part because that was the government. That's why you have people say, "Oh, the IRS is not not part of the government." Well, it is part of the government, but it's it's the government where you volunteer for government. Because the whole idea of what we're talking about is. How, how do you how do you get involved in something that's not particularly for you? You volunteer. So you volunteer for government. You volunteer for taxes. So when they had taxation on income that was earned within the United States, they had a collector who operated within the United States. The United States of America was divided into 64 districts, which are like the counties. We just included the federal territory within those counties or within that territory that was divided up into these 64 districts. Does it matter for Pennsylvania, since it was an independent country before the, uh, before the war between, you know, before the uh, Revolutionary War? Is there anything different about that? There's there's two kinds of there's all there's just two kinds of property property that that is owned by the United States of America and property that is not private property. And so if 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 you're on private property, there's no jurisdiction because the the common law is the juris is the is the law in private property, and there are no common law courts not set up for that. So you can do practically anything you want. As long as what you can is, prove that you're not on federal territory, and you ha- and they have that proof accepted. So, so the counties are are. Can you explain about the counties again? I I, I the think counties are just lines on a map. There are signs all over this country that saying you're just crossing over into another from one county to another county. And that's just that's just a, a make-believe division of the land that either belongs to the government of the United States of America or to a person, the people. And if it's the people, it's common law. If it's the government, it's federal law or state law. So that's borne out by their law. You just look at their law and there it is. So a county ordinance So a county ordinance is exactly like a federal statute. Yeah, yeah. The state, any state law is the same. It only covers federal territory within the state. They had to do that. You can't make laws for free people. Yeah, men, men can't can't make laws for other men. I mean, we're all equal. Yeah, there's you only can make one, all the laws you want for yourself. Yeah, there's only one lawgiver and judge, and it's not man. Um, Ed, we, I, I have a guy here that needs to ask a question. Uh, he's going to come in and his, it's going to be noisy. He's got a lot of feedback, but I'm going to let him come on and see if he can get his question out. So, Charlie, go ahead. Charlie, are you there? I guess he's not there. If Charlie's not there, can I ask a question? 
Yeah, go go ahead, uh, go ahead, Jody. Um, Dr. Rivera, thank you very much for coming on our call. Um, I've actually been a, a somebody studying your material for quite a few years, but I just became a student about a month ago, thanks to somebody else on this call. Oh, thank you. Um, could you talk a little bit about how we um, can and and why we can be called a free inhabitant? Well, it's the, the Articles of Confederation apply to the state. If a state belongs to the United, to the United States of America Union, it has to abide by the Articles of Confederation. The Articles of Confederation say, state, you have to uh, accept this person as a free inhabitant that, that is not associated with your, with your government. Binding on the state. They can't. They can't weasel out of it and say, "Well, you got to. You got to be a citizen, otherwise you're not going to get any benefits. You're not going to be able to live here." That basically is it. Do you actually have to own property, or can you be on somebody no. else's private land? Be on anybody else's private land, but then you have to just obey their rules. That's all. Right. Good. Okay. If you're on your land. You make your own rules. Right. Subject to the common law, you can't kill anybody anyway. <laughs> sure. Thank you very much. That makes it very clear. Okay, uh, Ed, uh, Charlie is now ready to uh, to ask his question. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, sorry, Charlie, you're not even co coherent. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, right. you can write and email it to me, edrivera at edrivera.com. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, you can. I muted you. Charlie, uh, you can send the email to Ed or send it to me, and I can forward it to him because I've got his email in my in my uh, in my favorites. So uh, it's not a problem. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't real noisy this time. It's just you were breaking up so bad, couldn't hear what you were saying. Anyway, uh, anyone else have a question for Ed? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Dr. Revere, thanks for being on the call and taking the time to talk to us. You had mentioned that it was significant to read Title V. What was your reason for that? Well, Title V explains the the employees. It, it, uh, one of the important things is uh, the oath of office that everybody takes. Uh, Thirty-three, thirty-one is the is the oath that's required of all employees and officers. When you see uh, Trump officiate at uh, swearing-in of one of his cabinet members. He makes a big deal out of that. The news services show that. They take the oath, put the hand on the Bible. Their wife is holding the Bible. And uh, then they sit down at a little table and, and they sign the oath. So that chapter, that Title V is all about uh, employees and the government. And Title IV is all about the flag and the counties and the taxes. Who is uh, okay. the, the Congress? Three is the uh, president. I think that's the order. Thank you. But it's a good book to have because it, it'll 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 cut so cuts through a lot of uh, red tape. Okay, I had to unmute myself. Um, I don't know. Anyone else ha have any questions? Uh, Chuck, I know you just came on not too long ago. You have any questions for him? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. I, I have one I have comment, comment that I'd like to get the opinion on. What if the wrong people got this information? Let's let's say, for example, the pagans got this information, and they just went on a crime spree, and their defense is 
I'm not on territory. I'm not on uh, federal territory. I'm, they, they use the territorial jurisdiction to to get off of whatever they do. Well, maybe that would spur people to form up uh, common law juries and sheriffs and try these people on the common law. Thank you. Yeah, that's been tried in the past, uh, Ed. <laughs> As you know, it's all been shut down, but they didn't have that the information that we have now either. But yeah, if enough people come together, I don't see where that would be a problem, but that would be the only way that uh, that I would go into, into a court. Um, I sure wouldn't go into one of these territorial courts, not unless I'm handcuffed. But... Uh, <clears throat> You know, yeah, we just have to keep working at it until we get everybody or, not, or enough people educated so that they make a make a, a dent in the understanding of the system. Yeah, that's that's what some of us are trying to do. I know you're trying to do it. Uh, you know, uh, with your website and and your students and all that. And uh, I try to do it when you know when I get enough information, I'll put it up on my forum. Um, you know, I do put certain documents together. Chuck and I, who's on the call here, we work together quite a bit, putting documents together. And and, and the documents now are, are are based solely on territorial jurisdiction. Yeah, that's the way to win. Yeah. The documents have gotten much shorter and much easier now, too. That comes with knowledge. You get you get better at it and you get uh, more concise. All right. Well, if no one else has any questions, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll let Ed go. And Ed, I I personally want to thank you for for being on the call and accepting my uh, my invitation. Um, I always learn when I listen to you. And, always. Uh, I just, oh, thank you. I, I want to. I want to thank you very much. You're welcome. Did, you guys recorded this, right? This has all been recorded. Oh, it, so that, it's being recorded okay. right now. Yes, I record everything. Good, good. If you get a if you get a copy of the recording, what I'll do is we'll transcribe. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Ed. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Uh, okay. Go ahead now. Finish that. What were you saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you get a copy of what I do, is I transcribe a lot of it. Uh, voice recordings and then put them up there. I've had several calls with them, some of them over an hour long, and just transcribe it. It's very helpful information because um, sometimes you just don't catch it when he's speaking, and then you you read it and you really understand it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I, I appreciate that. I uh, uh, I can uh, you know get, send you a link where the call will be. Uh, all you need to do is just download it. And, uh, you know, and you can transcribe it from there. Uh, you do have a computer, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it'll be on TalkShoe. It'll, it'll be okay. on TalkShoe. Yeah, they, they, these are all saved on TalkShoe. Okay. 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 And uh, if, you, if you have the link to get to the, to the TalkShoe page for the territorial jurisdiction call, um, it'll be there. Okay. It'll be episode one, is what I've got it marked. Okay. 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 And so yeah, you'll, you it'll be, be up there. Appreciated. Appreciated. It'll be up there uh, fairly quickly. It doesn't take long for them to post it once the call is done. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I, like I said, I've I found that extremely helpful when a lot of times, um, you know, I've gone back and transcribed what he's actually said, and then had an opportunity to sit there and study and study and study it. Um, and uh, really helps out my case. But. Yeah, it does. We we have a lot of his emails and other things posted up on my forum. And, oh, good. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we'd like to see more people, uh, you know, that are interested in in what we talk about come to the forum to give input. But uh, uh, you know, if they don't, they don't. So. But but the information is up there for anyone to uh, to come and read because all guests are able to read whatever we have posted. 
Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I put a, a link to the website on on our chat on Skype in case anybody's interested. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end the, the uh, recording anyway, because I think we're done with that. <laughs>